Good day, good day, and welcome to Your Voice, Your Power. I am Anika Wilson, and I have one of my all-time favorite guests. I have the amazing, the powerful, the author, the coach, the actress, the business mogul, the everything, all the way from Canada, Miss Amanda Rose. Hey, Amanda. Hey. <laughs> well, that was like the best opening ever. <laughs> I was trying to get it all and I missed a few things. So you have to introduce yourself and tell everybody who you are and all the many things that you do. <laughs> yes, hello everybody. Uh, I'm Amanda Rose and uh, yes, I'm the, uh, I'm the founder of The Infinite Power of You Incorporated and I am a business mindset and wealth coach. I'm an actor. I am a multi-published, multi-genre author. Um, course creator, motivational speaker. I just, I like trying a lot of different things, as you can tell. <laughs> I love it because a lot of people like to narrow down and I always call it out. Everybody's like, you need to narrow, you need to narrow, you need to narrow. But when you have a creative, you cannot put a lid on it. You can't put us in a box. And when you do that, then you kind of cut our legs off. And I want you to first talk about um, your books because you have series, you have, like you said, multi-genres. Um, tell everybody about what kind of books you write and what inspired you. Yeah, so writing has definitely been something that I've always just been very passionate about. It's the form of self-expression and being able to be creative, like you say. Like, I think that's something that's really important. And uh, so I wrote my first book um, when I was 16. And it uh, is kind of like fantasy sci-fi. I always really like getting lost in a story that was not like real life. I like just getting like sucked into something that's totally different because I always found real life was kind of boring. <laughs> I like the interesting elements of that. So that was kind of my first foray into, you know, character development and, and plot creation and that kind of thing. So that was something that was really fun. And, uh, and that has kind of become its own series, which uh, I'm actually really excited. We're, turn we're starting to turn it into a manga comic book, which is going to be really cool. Mm. So just hired an artist to get started on that. So that's in the works, and I'm hoping it'll be out this year. <laughs> That'll be so exciting. Comic so, books. Yes. So kind of venturing in a whole new way with that as well this year, which is really exciting. It's so interesting because you're talking about comic books, but then you have the serious set, which is like money, mindset, um, what else? Tell everybody about that, that group of books. Yeah, yeah so I've got, uh, I've got my manifesting series, which uh, at this point has four books in the series and uh, it really focuses on mindset, personal development, uh, law of attraction, and how to actually incorporate it in your life in a way that's practical, in a way that makes sense. Uh, you know, one of the biggest things that, clients came to me with when we talked about manifesting is they just say it doesn't work for me and that was something where I was like no it is working for you but you don't understand how it actually works and I think that was one of the biggest things that people kind of get lost in that I love the fact that you know the secret came out in the movie and the books and everybody got into that but the big chunk that I thought was really missing is they didn't explain how it worked so people would go and try what they were suggesting but they didn't understand that we 
we subconsciously manifest, not consciously. And then how do we reprogram the subconscious so we're actually doing what we want to do and manifest purposefully. So that's what the series really gets into exploring, um, which is really important. And then of course, um, I also write fiction and I've got a cookbook. I mean, I just, I play with all the genres. <laughs> <laughs> did you see the cookbook? The cookbook came out. Tell me what kind of stuff, what kind of recipes, because I'm a foodie. I love Chopped. That is my relaxation. I watch food. Um, I'm into Bobby Flav now, Gordon Ramsay. Mm. Always been into it because as a creative, when you can't draw, you can, your, your artistic expression comes out in food. So that's, that's what I do. So tell me what kind of, what kind of recipes do you have in the cookbook? Yeah, so um, I guess kind of a variety of recipes. I mean, the theme is that they're healthy and nutritious, but without losing flavor, because that was the thing that always drove me nuts. I mean, I grew up, I was really obese growing up. And my mom always put me on diets and the food was terrible. It was so bland and so boring. And I love flavor. I mean, I'm a, just kick me with flavor and I will be a happy camper. So, um, I mean, there's a wide variety from, um, uh, you know, we've got uh, taco pasta, which is like one of my favorites and one of like, all everybody's favorite <laughs> they love that one um we've got uh i think we've got a general sow chicken in there like I, you know i love all of the you know i'm really into asian foods too like i really love you know ethnic foods i love uh, hawaii yes! like give me all the spices there's tons of curry recipes uh there's some dessert recipes in there too so it's a nice wide variety and it's just kind of playful food. It's stuff that, you know, it's comfort food, but it's also nourishing your body at the end of the day. So it's it's a little bit of everything and it's making healthy fun. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the psychologist in there because I know your background. And so you talked about the fact that you struggled with your weight and you were obese growing up and you were put on diets and things like that. And it's so interesting because I see that your coping skill was theater. Um, you talked about character building and things like that. And it's interesting how the mind protects itself. Um, and how it does that. So as a child, you started, you know, reading, writing, and, and, and getting into comic books and fictional characters, and, you know, that kind of was your escape, and then you talk about now, you know, you're fit, and you're, you're, you're a fitness coach, um, in addition to the many things that you do, um, and it, but, but you also were able to take, you know, what you've learned and your journey and turn it into something to help others, such as diet and food, and you really hit on something that we all struggle with, is that you talked about not compromising flavor because you know a couple years ago you know I've, I've struggled with autoimmune and the first thing they go to with inflammation is diet and then finding out that I couldn't have gluten or dairy or corn and it's like okay no grits no pasta no anything and I'm like just shoot me in the head um, so you know of course now I cheat all the time because I'm like hey I'll just take a little bit of inflammation in my knees just to eat this pasta real quick can I just go to Olive Garden real quick just once but you know that's something that I think everybody, as we grow and we go through different seasons of life, these are all things that we have to um, adopt and adapt to. And you talked about manifestation. Well, a lot of people, yes, of course, it's not going to work if you don't do the work. And that goes <laughs> with your diet, that goes with your personal development, your professional development, your business, all the things that we're talking about. And so when somebody looks at you, they may say you're all over the place, but actually, no, it all goes together. You know, we're always getting together and talking about wellness and what that means. It means mind, body, and spirit. And these things go together. You have to nurture the mind. You have to nourish the spirit. You have to do these things and you encompass all of it. And that's what I love about your magnetic energy is that, you know, you have this smile and you have this radiance, but 
it, it came from somewhere. It came from, you know, struggle from childhood to adulthood. So, um, and all that I said, um, go ahead and tap on that. Yeah. And, you know, I love that you bring that up because I think, um, I think one of the biggest misconceptions when we especially get on the online space as entrepreneurs is we see people come out of nowhere and they're this huge success. And then we start going, well, what's wrong with me? Like, why, why, why isn't it that easy for me? Why am I not that, that sexy, that rich, not signing clients that quickly, not blah, 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 blah. Or they have it all together. You know, it's an assumption that we get on and we post pictures as business owners and we have it all together. And it's like, not at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, you know, it's interesting. I, I, I had this really interesting conversation with uh, this just beautiful soul a while back. And she remembered she was following a coach who was in the middle of traveling and had posted this like dream picture of a dinner that she, you know, said she made while traveling for her and, you know, her spouse. And the, the lady I spoke to was like, I couldn't make something that looked that good in my house with everything in the house to make it. Like, how do you do that while you're traveling? And then, you know, she found out that that was actually a stock photo. And it's like, this is something that's really important to recognize is you're not always seeing trips like in, in its full purpose. And I think for me as an entrepreneur, I've always been, I've always wanted to be grounded and I've always wanted to be like, this is what it really looks like. It's messy. It's no, no, no makeup. It's, you know, hair all over the place. It's, I don't know what I'm doing. Who am I? What week is it? Who, what's my client list today? I don't fucking know, but you know, I'm showing up anyway. <laughs> yep. And that's real. And, and I think that separates uh, a certain group of entrepreneurs from others, because that's one of the reasons why we get along, because you have that group of people that have this misperception that are all about, you know, the six figures and, you know, this image that's really unrealistic. And it's also about your purpose. Like, you know, people, uh, one of my friends, she's like, you're a purpose pusher. You know, I didn't get into the business to get rich. I got into the business to change people. And so it just depends on your motive and, and your passion and your character on what your goal is, what your end game is. Because at the end of the day, you've got these people who literally just want to get rich, will not talk to you, will not help you unless you got the money. But then you've got other people who are out here who are putting content out, who are enriching others, who are focused on personal development and, and really focused on mindset, changing the mind and, and transitioning people, um, growing people, you know, because... There's a difference between people who are just giving a skill or teaching a skill, you know, just for one thing, but there's another group of people that are invested in giving their lives for the growth and development of others. And I think that's where you stand. Yeah. And I, you know, I love the fact that you bring that up because I think with particularly the coaching industry, let's face it, sexy, flashy numbers all the time. It's, Ooh, I could just, put the coach hat on, start selling stuff, become a millionaire. Like that's the perception of the industry. And a lot of people jumped on that bandwagon. And yes, in some ways that's true. But, you know, I see so many, you know, so many of these fake people show up. And, you know, I've been in the industry in one way or the other since 2013. I see people come and go. And I think one of the things that people get disheartened about if they hire one of these kind of fraud coaches who are not worth the money they're charging um they're like so that's how it works and i'm like that's not how it works see you 
hired them, you didn't like them, you're not going to recommend them, you're not going to buy from them again, they're going to run themselves into the ground because they will not get the repeat business. And I have always measured success by how many people repeat by, how many testimonials do I get without even asking for them, how many people refer people to me. Those are things where I really think those are true measures of success because that means you're actually putting things out there that are changing lives. And that is like, that's actually how you exponentially grow your business as well because then it's effortless. <laughs> yep. And that's the truth because business is about people and a lot of people think business is about money. Yeah. And that's the biggest misconception that we can buy into. And the, the ego wars that happen with it too, of course. I see so many people out there who are like, me, 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 me. And that's not true leadership. Leadership is stepping to the back and lifting somebody else into yeah. the limelight and letting them flourish because that's what it's all about is helping them. Otherwise, if you wanna be the you know celebrity pop star thing, go for it. But that's not leadership. That's you doing your thing. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know, it's, it, it, it drives me crazy because our kids are like stuck on this influence, you know, influence is the word that matters now, you know, and, and, and even in my business, my staff's like, aren't you on Instagram? You need to post on Instagram. And I'm like, I don't care about that. You know, at the end of the day that I'm not about just being influential. I want to be a mentor. I want to be a leader. And there is a difference between just flashing in front of somebody and saying, oh, I like her outfit and saying, I like her character, or I want to be like her. Like, there is a huge difference. And you mentioned ego. And and I, I know for me, it's been a struggle because I've always associated confidence with ego. And so growing up, I was very humble. And even in adulthood, and as an entrepreneur, it's been a struggle for me because it's all about me. Like, I have to do selfies, and I need to do lives, which I never do. Um, and I, I hate it because it's not about what I look like. It's not about being visible, but it is. And, and it's a struggle because to me, I've always perceived that as egotistical. But I'm now learning and teaching others about the importance of confidence because there is a difference between being cocky, arrogant, and being confident. And I think as women, that's something that, you know, I'm now focused on teaching girls because we need to learn it sooner because a lot of the decisions and the things that we make come from a lack of confidence. Yeah. And, you know, I love that you brought that up. And, you know, one of my favorite mentors, uh, T. Harv Eker, who's the author of Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, he had this one great part in his book where, um, you know, he was talking about the, that whole idea of being humble and, and not wanting to come across as like, you know, look at me, ego, 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 you know, not wanting to do that. Mm -hmm. But then the balancing out of, you know, you do have to sing your own praises because if you don't, nobody else will. So it's, it's finding that balance um, between, you know, staying humble and, and and still getting it out there. And I see a lot of people go the extreme opposite of like the, you know, flashy, oh, this is, you know, me, I'm amazing. And like to the extreme where it's, you can tell it's just an ego fest for them. And I think it's so interesting because there's so many different ways people approach business. And I see and I'm sure you see this too, is one of the big things that people do is the uh, the income bragging stuff where they, oh, look how much money I've made. Oh, oh money, this is what I've made. I'm freaking amazing, come work with me. And I think as a buyer, that's one of the worst things because they, they see the numbers and then they ignore whether they're actually a good fit for them or not as a mentor. And yep. for me, I feel that's so detrimental. It's one of the reasons I 
I talk about numbers occasionally, like every few months I mention it because I don't want money shame to be a thing for people, but I don't want them to hire me because of my numbers. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that's really important that a lot of people went, oh, people hire me when I put my numbers out there. They will, but they probably will hire you for the wrong reason. Yep. And, and I think a lot of people get really, they get really confused between money and value. And, yeah. you know, out here, I, you know, I, in therapy, I always told everybody that when you're looking for a therapist, it's like trying on a pair of shoes. It may fit as far as length is concerned, but do you have a blister? You know, do, you know, there's either the blister in the front, on the side, or in the back. It's like, you're like, I don't know why I don't wear those shoes, but every time I wear them, they hurt. It's, it's the same thing with finding a therapist, finding a coach, finding a marketing strategist, finding somebody who is not going to try to narrow you, to try to change you, to try to mold you into their curriculum, but to, to cater to your goals, your mission, your vision, what you want. And, and this is all about your journey and, and your dream. And I think that we have to be the ones to give others permission um, because, you know, it is extremely lonely. And me and you talked about harping on leverage, leveraging your business these days, leveraging your personality, your, your level of influence, your position, um, no matter where you live, no matter, you know, what you have, because we don't realize the magnitude of who we touch. You know, um, me and you, we get inboxes from people. It's like, hey, I saw you, like I've been following you for years. And I'm like, but you've never liked, posted, shared or anything. But I mean, it <laughs> happens. And it's, it's a wake up call for us because it's like, we do this every day. We, you know, we go on podcasts and we talk to each other and we, you know, message each other and all these things. But we never think about those people that don't talk back, that don't tell us that they're following and listening. And, and that is something that we have to remain mindful of. Because people are fragile and people, people are important and, and we impact people no matter what we're doing, what we say and, and how we are. And we talk about that all the time that as entrepreneurs, we can't just go on Facebook and say whatever we want. Yeah, and I think that's something that's so important. And I think this year in particular, I mean, let's face it, everybody's hot buttons have been pushed. We've all been, you know, stuck at home. People have lost their job. Like there's been a lot of tension this year. I mean saw a joke on the internet, which I thought was pretty appropriate, where they said, uh, it's really too bad that the uh, Mayan calendar guy was dyslexic. It was really 2021 that the world is. <laughs> I, I couldn't help but give a good laugh because it, it seemed appropriate. Um, but, you know, it, it, I think it's so true because we all kind of been in a pressure cooker this year. And uh, I like that. That's about right. Yeah, it, it really just feels like it's been an intense year, no matter you know, what happens? I mean, I've got to say, like, my lifestyle hasn't been impacted that much because I've been working at home for years. I'm a hermit anyway, uh, you know, but it still has because the world's changed, you know, and I think that's something that everybody's been impacted some much, much more than others. And, you know, how do we adapt to that? How do we change with it? Because I saw so many people who were like, overnight their business was done, like travel agents, for example, where, well, we can't travel right now, so what are you gonna do? Or, or restaurants where, well, you can't have anybody in your restaurant right now, so what are you gonna do? And how do we adapt when that happens? Because you never know when your business is gonna hit that roadblock, because it can at any time. We're, you know, we're in a recession right now, there's a lot going on, you know, adapting in these times is something that it's important. And I always say adapt or die, so adapt. There's always a way, but it's getting creative with it. I had five conferences out there. 
and they were all at hotels and the hotels were telling me no refunds and then speakers and everybody's like hey what's happening and i'm like i don't know you know and and people were being very nasty you know because they're like you know well i was under the assumption that this and it's like so was i and right now nobody has power nobody has control nobody knows what tomorrow's gonna bring you know and so it it is very taxing when you impact so many others and you have this this vision of the world and what you think tomorrow is going to be and then all of a sudden it's not and it's all on you to make decisions that impact so many others and you know what's interesting is that you do have to adjust and adapt because i thought my business was going under i didn't say anything i just had to be still i just i couldn't i couldn't think i couldn't act i couldn't do anything i just had to wait um and sometimes you have to be still because you just don't know what's happening and then you realize that what you were doing was actually in preparation for what we were were happening like i'm laughing because we were impacted as stay-at-home people you know the schools didn't know how to run classes we do um you know people don't know how to do job interviews we do we do this every day Um, we function with tech you know with the screens and and all of these things and it's so interesting because it's like you do these things not knowing that you're ahead of the game not knowing that you were you were taking leaps and bounds because you were going to be the leaders of the next generation or you were going to be the ones that people look to to teach them to do things and it's so funny because if we didn't follow our our minds our goals and our visions you know we wouldn't be where we are in a position to help others and we may think that our definition and our um, mission is to help in a specific capacity and it may have nothing to do with the reality that's so true. And, you know, it's, it's so interesting how that, it does, it gets thrown at us in, in different ways. And, uh, and like you say, you did have that in-person portion of your business. And, and then I, I actually had a retreat that was supposed to happen in June, which of course couldn't happen because nobody can travel. And <laughs> it was just, you know, it was adapting and going, okay, this isn't going to work. Back burner this, switch that shift gears what are we doing instead and and it really was kind of thinking on your feet and i think one of the biggest capacities for being a leader and being successful is being adaptable being able to shift being able to and like you say sometimes just staying still because you don't actually have an answer yet and you have to wait for it you can't always know exactly what you need to do and so i think it's learning to trust that intuition on what the next step is my favorite word yes it's so true because you know i think you have a lot of people who are reactive they're constantly reacting to things and they don't even nothing happened yet and they're reacting and it's like, <laughs> what are you reacting to what what are you doing and they're just acting it's like okay stop just please stop and sometimes you just have to be still and you know everybody demands an answer and it's like okay check your anxiety because it's nothing's happening and so we just have to wait And I think that that comes with work and a lot of um, mindset shifting. And so for everybody that thinks that mindset's not a thing, it totally is a thing. Um, And, you know, back to what you said in the very beginning is that people don't want to hear it. People don't want to do the work. They want to say it doesn't work, Um, like dieting. You know, it's like, it's not working. No, I think you didn't do it right. Um, So (laughs) let's go back to the instructions and let's check it again. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what we need to do. And, you know, as mindset, wealth and, uh, business strategist, I think it's really important that more people, especially nowadays, like listen to the podcast, you know, read a book. Um, now is a perfect time to do personal and professional development and the resources are out here. So do you have anything else you want to tell everybody? 
Yeah, no, I, I really like that you brought that up because I think, uh, you know, if you're somebody who, you know, if your business has been severely impacted, if you, maybe you had a physical business, uh, if you've been laid off and you're listening to this and you're thinking about starting a business, you know, right now, the best thing I can tell you is there's free resources like this where you can start to get the pieces of the puzzle to put them together. Uh, you know, when I kind of hit my biggest low, books were my thing. They were what helped me learn and get ahead. You know, I know everybody says hire a coach and yes, that's a great thing, but it is an investment and it's maybe not a smart time if you've just lost a revenue source to dive into that unless your gut tells you to. So use these as stepping stones to take that next step. Think about, okay, what am I good at? How can I put it out there in the world? How's that going to help somebody right now? That is what to go for right now. And I think that's the biggest thing is, you know, trust your gut and try something new. If your business went to crap for some reason, it's okay. It just means adjust. It just means try something new, maybe even temporarily new. This is an opportunity, not a devastating thing, unless you're going to see it that way. And I think that's the biggest thing is our perception of what's happening. We can look at it as, uh, oh my God, my world's falling apart. Or we can look at it as, what else could I do? and ponder that and sit with that because there's always something it's always there that is absolutely true um and uh you heard it from her uh she's got several books tell them the name of your book series uh the uh the sci-fi series i've got is uh called the fire fury saga and uh the manifesting books it's called the manifesting series if you look up manifesting on purpose that's the first one and you'll find the rest of them and uh the cookbook is called the orgasmic cookbook so have fun with those recipes because they're really good <laughs> all right and i will put them in the descriptions below so i want to thank you for being here it is always a pleasure thank you i love coming on and talking with you this is i always have the most fun with you in conversations it's good <laughs> well, we're gonna have to do it again and you guys look forward to seeing more of amanda rose because she is one of my ace phone calls all the way in canada and one day i'm gonna go see her yes <laughs> All right, you guys, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Your Voice, Your Power. This is season three, episode one. Thank you guys for being um, dedicated listeners and fans. Um, and you guys, stay tuned. We'll have some more coming at you.